Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com, and the Purdy's have brilliantly served this valley for decades. They've taken care of everyone's insurance needs. Auto, home, life, business, they always find you the right insurance, the right coverage, and the best price. And if something happens, they go to work for you immediately. Why? Because customer service means everything. They're your partner. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We are nine days away from National Letter of Intent Day, the first ever early signing period for uh, college football. And with that in mind, we'll be talking in just a few moments with Ryan Snyder from Rivals.com and Blue White Illustrated, the BWI recruiting analyst. He'll join us in a few moments. But first, our play-by-play call of the day. And that one going deep into the backcourt again to Bahrain with nine seconds. Bahrain lost the ball. Lyles has it with five. Outlet to Dodge all alone under the basket. Pump fake got it. And that'll do it. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Lyles alone under the basket comes up with it. Sees Dodge. Lobs it to Dodge. Dodge lays it up and in with .5 to go. And the buzzer sounds. And Shikalami wins it 55-53. Great win for Shikalami uh, over the weekend. And they won the tournament in Tawanda. It's Kevin Hur and Dave Ritchie. Their award-winning call right here on News Radio 1070. WKOK is our play-by-play call of the day. What a great win for them in dramatic fashion over the weekend. All right, let's bring in Ryan Snyder from Rivals.com and the BWI recruiting analyst. Ryan, as always, a pleasure. Great to hear you. Hey, Steve. Good to be back. All right. It was a big weekend. So how did the weekend play out based on what you've been able to uh, glean so far? As expected. Um, you know, uh, nothing but great things from, from all the prospects. Um, we weren't really expecting any commitments this weekend. Uh, you know, Penn State had three uh, notable guys that you know haven't made their commitments yet: uh, Tyreek Smith, defensive tackle out of Cleveland Heights; uh, Micah Parsons, the five-star DN out of Harrisburg, and also offensive lineman Rasheed Walker. Um, you know, all of those guys. Well, put it this way: Walker hasn't announced the commitment date yet, but he is talking about taking one or two more visits. So, uh, you know, that's that's expected. And and also with Smith and, and Parsons, they're both uh, have commitment dates down the road. Uh, Parsons is going to make his commitment on uh, December 20th, which is the first day of the early signing period, uh, which that's actually supposed to come around 10 a.m. He, he announced that this past weekend. And then also Smith then will make his commitment at the Under Armour All-American game on January 4th. So um, pretty much as expected. No, 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 um, you know, no, no commitments this weekend, but, but nothing but good things as far as uh, you know, Penn State only strengthening their chances. So it's, it's looking good. Uh, will, will they land all three? That's yeah, still to be determined. I think they're definitely going to get 
uh, Parsons, and, and from there we'll see what Walker and, and Smith decide. Uh, obviously, there were two decommitments uh, for Penn State that uh, people have found out about. Were there extenuating? We know there's obviously one, uh, <laughs> but were there extenuating circumstances in both? Yeah, yeah, there were. So with Young, uh, Sheen Young, you know, the safety out of uh, Philadelphia, I'm sure most. Uh, okay, anybody can there. read the paper on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a really unfortunate situation. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, whenever you get arrested. <laughs> It's not going to help your chances of keeping your scholarship. So, you know, Penn State did their due diligence. Uh, they waited uh, about a day or so to collect uh, all the information they could. But, uh, you know, they, they had to make that decision there. And it's totally understandable. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any coaching staff in the nation that would have uh, not done what Penn State had to do there. Uh, with with Antoine Reed, the offensive lineman out of Muskegon, Michigan, uh, long story short, he had to make some improvements academically. And uh, before he would have been able to sign later this month, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he was able to to make that uh, imp- make those improvements. So, uh, you know, both for me, you know, Reed from the outside looking in, it looked like he kind of backed out. But uh, when you dig a little bit more, it was actually more so uh, Penn State cut ties. So, uh, you know, the staff knew this was always a possibility, and so did Reed. You know, when when he made his commitment, they. You know, they made it very clear that things had to improve there or else he wasn't going to be able to sign. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like he was able to make those improvements. So uh, it, it's a loss. You know, he's a, he's a good player, and so is Young. You know, they're both great players. But, uh, you know, Penn State had to do what they had to do. Now, what does this do? Where are Penn State's numbers right now? Well, uh, 20 commitments publicly. Um it may be we'll see the, the Shaquan Anderson bust the wide receiver out of out of Harrisburg he's kind of in a similar situation to Antoine Reed uh, where he has to make some improvements academically so you know as of right now uh, I'm not quite so sure if he's going to be able to sign or not so I, I've been telling people that it's kind of closer to 19. Uh, I've been saying 19 and a half, basically. We'll, we'll see what happens with Anderson Butts. But uh, I, I'm under the impression that he probably won't be able to sign. So that, that would give Penn State at least six scholarships to use. Uh, but, of course, they have to get under that 85 scholarship limit as well. And, you know, they've had a few players depart and maybe one or two more coming up uh, down the road. But uh, it's still kind of up in the air if they'll be able to take, you know, six players and make it a full 25 class or maybe be one or two b- below. So, you know, we know the three defensive linemen they really like with, with Jason Oway, Parsons, and, and Smith. Uh, I mentioned Walker earlier and also wide receiver Solomon Enos, uh, Curtis Enos' son. He's out in Phoenix, Arizona, or out in Arizona, outside of Phoenix, excuse me. But, uh, you know, whether they, whether they take all five, I think they would like to. Um, and whether they're able to find somebody else to finish that sixth scholarship, we'll, we'll see with time. But, uh, you know, long story short, they're in a great position. That's that's the most important thing. I can't stress enough. Uh, you know, Penn State's able to lay a majority of these guys, which I expect them to. Uh, the, the class will be uh, in excellent shape. Uh, then, what room at, uh, do, would they have after the signing date, based on decisions? It, it just depends. You know, uh, with with Parsons, it looks like I expect him to join Penn State. So that would be twenty-one commits publicly. You know, possibly okay. twenty, depending on what happens with Anderson Butts, which. Would, uh, which would allow them then to take five more. Um, you know, like I said, Smith is Under Armour All-America game. Uh, Enos hasn't said yet what he's going to do. Uh, Jason Oway, the DN out of New Jersey, he's also planning to make his commitment at the Under Armour All-America game. And um, with Walker, his decision date's still up in the air as well. So, uh, 
there's going to be plenty of room to, to add a couple guys. Uh, if they can add all four, great. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think Oway, Penn State's in a good spot with. I think they're in a good spot with Smith, and I think they're in a good spot with Enos. With Walker, I, I, after this weekend, I've heard nothing but good things. But, again, you know, whenever whenever you have one or two visits remaining, you just kind of want to see what happens there before you, you get to uh, – or before I at least get right. the fans here excited, put it that way. Uh, what has – the Tennessee search reaped a lot of coaches' money. You and I both know that. <laughs> All right, we'll dangle, we'll we'll dangle your name out there because we're serious about you. But then the the school they're at or whatever, like, hey. But what did the early signing period do to coaching decisions, and what did they do to classes? I was talking about Tennessee. I mean, where, what's Tennessee doing? They had two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I I'll be honest with you. I apologize. I'm in my car. I don't have all the info in front of me, but. I mean, for all these classes, or for all these schools, you know, from, from Florida, uh, even Arizona State, uh, UCLA, uh, Tennessee, all, all of these, all of these schools taking a hit to some degree. Um, you know, everyone's a little different. Some have more than others, but it's, it's really interesting how, how the early signing period impacted these coaching decisions. I, you know, every year we see that around this time of the year, but I feel like it was, uh, even more important now, uh, to lock somebody up and make sure that they're, on the road recruiting immediately just because of that, that early signing period. So, uh, you know, it's not done yet either. You know, they, no. they'll get to know their new coaches and, uh, you know, some prospects will stick around others will end up leaving. But I think, I, I think it's, it's put an even bigger priority on, on locking up your coach early and, and making sure that coach isn't going to be coaching in a bowl game or anything like that because, uh, with that early signing period, you, you need to hit the road ASAP. Right. There's no question about that, that you have to, as well in the Big Ten, uh, probably obvious that Ohio State's one of them. How's everybody else, at least to this stage, doing? Yeah, um, Maryland's had a, had a decent class. Michigan's had a decent class. Same with Michigan State. Uh, Penn State and Ohio, Penn State and Ohio State are the only two kind of flirting in that top five range. Again, I apologize to you, but I don't have my computer in front right. of me at the moment. I, I don't have all the numbers. But uh, but right now, it's, it's Penn State and Ohio State clearly at the top with with Michigan. They're having an, an okay class, but uh, I think they're going to finish pretty strong. They have a, they have quite a few guys showing interest. Uh, Maryland's put together a solid class. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Nebraska. Uh, you know, the the basically once the AD was you know fired and let go, it was it became very clear uh, that they were going to make a move. So that's kind of that's hurt Nebraska a little bit. But uh, you know, everything else is as expected. You know, Wisconsin they always have solid guys that are kind of under the radar a bit that uh, you know may not uh, boost the signing numbers, but, you know, you know they're going to be solid prospects that have developed properly. And, you know, same with Iowa and some other schools. But, you know, for the most part, it's Penn State, uh, Ohio State at the top. And, uh, you know, I think we'll see Michigan then. And, and Michigan State probably finish fairly strong. Is, uh, uh, for you work-wise, I mean, you had to do a lot of work this month anyway. But with the signing period coming up uh, a week from Wednesday, how has that changed your job? Uh, it definitely sped everything up, uh, you know, as far as preparing for signing day. Uh, you know, we always, uh, basically do separate bios on everybody and whatnot. So, uh, having to do that a little bit early, uh, that could be tough sometimes just because collecting stats and award information, that's going to be a pain in the butt, uh, just because it all comes out right around this time of the year where, you know, normally we have a month or so to prep for that. Um, but for the most part, you know, it hasn't been too bad for me or the Penn State writers just because of how far advanced Penn State's already been. You know, they've, they've had 20-plus commits now for a while. So uh, they're 
it hasn't really impacted me as much as I think it will down the road. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I say that every year, and Penn State always has, you know, 20-plus or at least 15 to 16, you know, plus commitments, you know, by the start of the season. Uh, you know, if you if you ask, you know, reports at other places, it's been much more hectic for them uh, just because their school still has 10-plus guys they got to sign when Penn State only has a handful. So uh, it, it's made things a little bit busier, but uh, I appreciate Coach Franklin and them getting their job done early. It's, it's made yeah. things a little easier for me as well. With the staff moves that have been made, uh, with three new assistants in there and so forth, uh, what impact, if any, has any has, have any of the moves had? Uh, not much, which is which is great, and, and this is why Penn State takes the approach that they do. Uh, you know, a lot of I think I talked to you about this before. A lot of other schools, uh, you know, they'll have a recruiting coach that's pretty much designated to a player, and you know that player will then get a few calls from the head coach and their two coach here and there. At Penn State, it is basically as soon as you get an offer, you're talking to the entire offensive staff or the entire defensive staff, you know, uh, depending on what what position the player plays, mm-hmm. and that's just been huge for, for not just the players but their families you know they you can lose a coach or two on, on one side of the ball and they're still very familiar with the rest so you know for Penn State for example with with Moorhead and Huff leaving it really hasn't had much of an impact especially with Ronnie being promoted to the offensive coordinator just because again these guys are already very familiar with the entire offensive staff so it's 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 it I'll tell you what man it's it's really helped Penn State over the years uh, at the, with the way they approach, you know, building relationships, and I, I'm really surprised more schools throughout the region don't don't do the same. Right, there's no question about that. When you've talked to recruits or their families, what is it? There's always a wide variety of reasons, but what is it about Penn State or James Franklin or the coaches or the players? What what combinations have you heard as to reasons why that they feel so locked into this place? Oh, the coaches are absolutely number one. Relationships, that is the thing that I hear more often than not. You know, one thing about this staff is they're pretty young, you know, across the board. You know, there, there's not too many guys that, that can't relate with teenagers on this staff. And, and I think that has played a huge part in their success here and also at Vanderbilt. Uh, on top of that, I think academics are very big. Now, the fan base, I mean, I could go all day here, obviously. You know, Beaver Stadium, the atmosphere that they create is, is unlike any other places, but you know, academics, graduation rates, that's another thing that has really helped Penn State over the years. But I, I have to go with, with the coaching and the relationships. They, they, this staff, <laughs> I mean, every coach, every Division One coaching staff works incredibly hard. I don't want to act like that's, uh, that's not the case. But they really do put in that extra hour every night. I, I really believe that, um, you know, when it comes to building relationships. And, and it's really paying off, and not just with the guys that are committed. But even when you go to 2019, you know, so many players that, you know, hey, I'm talking to Coach Ronnie every other day, you know, text messaging, or, you know, I talk to Coach Franklin, you know, once every 10 days or so. You don't see that at Pitt. You don't see that at Maryland or Rutgers or a lot of the schools that Penn State's competing against. Uh, you know, you do see a little more of the Ohio State, some of the bigger schools. They, they understand what they have to do. But I think it's really, really made a, a big difference just compared to previous coaching staffs and, uh, others across the region. Uh, it turned out that Pitt ended up giving Pat Narduzzi a seven-year contract extension. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doggone Tennessee effect. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, where are they recruiting-wise right now? Um, Pitt's about what you expect from Pitt. Uh, they're going to always get a couple 
solid players, you know, guys from the region, and then they're also going to have some guys that kind of fly under the radar a bit, but eventually, you know, as as you'll see, you know, will will end up being solid prospects. Uh, I, I, last time I checked, I thought they were right around 30 or 40 uh, in the top rankings, but I have to double check. You know, it hasn't. I'll, I'll say this: Pitt has had better recruiting classes in years past, and I think that that has been one thing that fans have been a little upset about with Northeastern this year. You know, it's one thing. You know, they knew going into the year that it was going to be a rebuilding year, but recruiting has been a little bit behind, and I, I think that that. Um, grab the attention of, of some of their diehard fans. So, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it's not always how you start, it's how you finish. So let's, let's see how they come down the stretch. But, uh, you know, right now, I'd be surprised if they're top 25 when it's all set up. Right. Uh, when you look at, back to Penn State for a moment, do you like positionally the way things have stacked up for them positionally? Because you know, you're trying to obviously predict out a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Do you like the positional balance of the class? Yeah, there's nothing I can really gripe about. I think if you ask a lot of fans, uh, they would say, oh, we need more linebackers. But I, I constantly keep reminding them that, look, Penn State basically plays a 4-2-5 now. Uh, yes, right. you know, Cole Farmer is technically a linebacker, and it looks like it's a 4-3-3. Really, that rover position, that star position, is, is basically more so a, a bulked-up strong safety. So that's why you're seeing so many defensive backs every year and only a handful of linebackers. Now, they still did take three linebackers this year, and right. um, all three of them are projected to start at linebacker. We'll see if Nick Harper now throws the position or not. He's already at you know six thirty two forty, so that's something to keep an eye on. He could outgrow it, but uh, again, you know, this is I think Penn State fans are just so used to you know Penn State always having excellenters and you know playing a four three set where uh, that's that's not really the case anymore. So it's it's more so get get speed, get athleticism at the defensive back position. And uh, time, expect one or two of those guys to kind of grow into a, a star position. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Look forward to talking to you next week. No problem, Steve. I'll talk to you guys soon. Ryan Snyder, Rivals.com, Blue White Illustrated. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, so the first early signing date will be a week from Wednesday, so it's nine days away for everyone in college football. Penn State has worked diligently to put this class together, and now it's uh, closing time. There will be a late signing period, as always, the first Wednesday, but Penn State's going to treat this first signing day the way that they have treated the Wednesday in February signing days. And we'll have uh, coverage of that as time goes as well. The USGA, in conjunction with the RNA, the Royal and Ancient, will no longer take phone calls from viewers saying that they spotted a rules violation. Good. About time. (sighs) Look, I don't mind interactive with fans and so forth. I don't mind that at all. I don't. But after a while, it just gets you sit there go, what? A viewer called in? I just watch the tournament. 
Now let's get to Rumor Central. Have you heard this rumor? The Phillies are interested in acquiring Manny Machado from the Orioles. And according to reports out of Orlando, the Orioles are listening. Now that would be a huge Phillies get. That's the kind of veteran you want to build around if they can get him. How about that, Philly fans? Gabe wants to make a splash here right out of the gate. Sure does. That's big. If it were to happen, that would be big. All right, final half hour coming up brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Penn's Tavern is where you want to celebrate this holiday season. Whatever feel you're looking for, Penn's Tavern along the Susquehanna River can accommodate your needs. Mountain stone walls and wood floors can be found in the original dining area, giving you that old world charm. Continue back to the newly renovated River Room with 12 PA microbrews on tap. Grab a burger and sit back and relax in this cozy pub area. Penn's Tavern has the best gift certificate offer for the holidays. Buy five gift certificates of the same denomination and Receive a sixth one free. Penn's Tavern, a piece of heaven on Route 147, five miles south of Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And the Monday Show, as always. Brought to you by our great friends, the insurance professionals at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. They will be able to fulfill any insurance need that you have, and they'll do so by getting you exactly the coverage you need, and they'll do so by also getting it at the right price for you. And if something were to happen, they will jump right in because they are your partner in this. Having a great insurance agent is so important. So important. And you want to go to the professionals, and that would be Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Carson Wentz is out for the year. It is a torn ACL, the worst news that the Eagle fans could have received. Nick Foles will step in, competent without question. Many are wondering if Matt McLean will be signed as a third. Nate Sudfeld right now would be the second. So, for the Eagles, it was the worst news they could get. shame. And again, mobility is a huge plus and it brings with it, obviously, a minus, and that is getting hit. Now, they're not, they don't know, for example, if the injury happened on a hit, they say it may have happened earlier, may not have been hit when it happened. Either way, it's still a shame. One of the truly bright bright stars in the NFL out. Same thing with Marcus Mariota. He's been hurt. Another guy that moves really well. 
It's amazing how the guys that don't really move well, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, they never get hurt. Joe Flacco. Flacco never gets hurt. In fact, Ben's been getting hurt less since he stopped moving. Again, it... and the oddity is I like my quarterbacks having movement. Just think it's another weapon you have to defend, but, you know, again, it does open up the door to injury, and there is risk. And that was the big cloud over the NFL yesterday. The Wentz injury. Other than that, another series of really great games. The Rams-Eagles game was a great game yesterday. Steelers-Ravens game last night, great game last night. So they're coming down the home stretch here, and the NFL is getting some really good games. Now, the Patriots-Steelers game will be on CBS at 4.30 on Sunday. CBS was not going to allow them to flex that game out. And you can't blame them. When you're paying the kind of money they are paying, and CBS is actually paying more per year than NBC is, when you're paying that kind of money, you do have to have the power once in a while to say, no, that game is ours. So the game will be on CBS on Sunday. And speaking of the NFL and how we view it, uh, there was a story that came down this morning, uh, a five-year uh, five-year extension with the NFL and Verizon. And uh, Verizon will be paying two point, the NFL. $2.5 billion. <laughs> $2.5 billion. I think there's a caveat in this new deal, Steve, where Verizon's not going to get as much exclusivity as to what they can stream. So... That's going to open up the door when the new, you know, when the new, I don't want to say just TV deals, but when the new, you know, deals, you know, get hammered out, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, who uh, kicks that door open, you know, really fast. Could it be Amazon? And actually, you know, Amazon already has, uh, you know, they've been airing some Thursday night games. So we'll see if they'll, uh, if they'll be able to expand uh, what they can show. So it's just, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, See how this moves now, along. Verizon's hooked in with Yahoo, correct? I thought Verizon was just with Verizon. I, I could be wrong. I know Yahoo aired a couple of the uh, European games, the uh, England games, exclusive. Right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they might have been. I don't know. But let's see. That's two point five five billion dollars. I mean, it's unbelievable. Let's see. Verizon NFL deal. Here we go. Verizon NFL. Five hundred million dollar deal with Verizon to stream games. That's per year. It's the five year deal. Uh, They're way ahead of the curve. It's unbelievable. Oh, yes. Yahoo Sports is included Uh, in this. Yes. I'm sitting here, and you make me circle a Fogden Airport, giving accurate information. (laughs) (laughs) Partnership kicks off in January 2018 with streaming of the NFL playoffs on Yahoo and Yahoo Sports, in addition to Go90 and the NFL mobile app. 
Okay, Sports Business Journal notes the $500 million deal per year is likely a sign that media companies will be making massive bids when the NFL's media rights expire in 2021 and 2022. Say they've already seen the league experiment with streaming games on social media sites and producing content. And they say that that's the next step. So $500 million a year. Now think about this. Verizon gets the streaming rights for $500 million a year, right? That is one quarter of what ESPN pays for Monday Night Football. Now, $350 million of that $1.9 billion deal, $350 million, I believe, is for the uh, highlight rights that they have. So the actual games themselves, and of course they have the playoff games, so it's $2 billion when you include the $100 million price tag for the playoff game. Subtract that, so it's $1.65 million for the playoff game in Monday Night Football. $350 million for highlight rights. And Verizon's going to be paying $500 million a year. It's a five-year deal, too. That's the key. It's a five-year deal. And you're right, Sean. That, I mean, that is the next step in all of this. The next step in all of this, which I'm sure we had Jim Delaney on the show Friday... And you know he's always keeping his eye out on the landscape. And I can assure you the NFL deal with Verizon did not escape his eye. We won't know, and we don't have a clue right now at all, what the landscape will look like for television in 2021 and 2022. Because 2021 is four years away, 2022, five years away. All right. Well, let's roll things back to 2011 and 2012. Did we think things would be the way they are today in media? Everything is constantly changing. And I know I talk to my class about this all the time, but let's take, for example, what you know what you do every day, Sean. Did you ever consider in your career that you would be editing on a computer oh when i first got here in 1995 no when when penn state won the national championship it was great to see mark robinson last night by the way great to see him they won the national championship in 82 and i did the 1982 national championship football special reel-to-reel tape splicing How many grease pencils did you go through? <laughs> I bet quite a few. Well, you'd have to you'd have to put it on a block, mm-hmm. the tape. After you'd marked it, then you take a, a razor, cut it in the block, go to the other end where the grease pencil was, cut that in the block, then you'd have to use splicing tape to put it back together. So you'd you cut it diagonally? Yeah. Yep, me too. That I did too. I did this feature called the Rock Almanac on a rock station 30 years ago, and that was my daily thing. Yep. But that's how we edited. Sure did. Sure did. Now we edit on a computer. 
I can take, for example, uh, the Inside Penn State Athletics show I recorded last night. I was a little late coming back from a comment Patrick Chambers made. I just go in the computer. Within five seconds, I've tightened it up and eliminated the dead space. Now, back in the day, I'd have to take a reel-to-reel tape, mark, mark, splice, splice, cut, cut, tape, move on. Now back to the original point about TV. That's how much technology has advanced in this business, where now you're looking at Verizon and Yahoo at streaming rights at $500 million a year with the idea that uh, I can't imagine the networks not having games. They'll pay for it. But so many people are using devices now. Now, I don't use a device very often. The other night, I mentioned earlier uh, Randy Isles' retirement party. That was that on Saturday night after the GW game. Well, it, the... Um, the first matchup between, I want to say, Florida and Kentucky ran long. And because it did, the Penn State-Michigan State matchup did not start on time, but Gary Goloszewski had his phone. Now, I didn't sit there and stand around the phone and watch. I just kind of sat, okay, he'll be on in a minute. But others did gather around the phone a bit to watch the stream of it until it came on ESPNU. And that's where we are. I, I, I don't know uh, you. I, I just don't. Uh, watching on a device, I can watch little bits and pieces of it, but I can't watch something extended on a phone. I don't know. I don't know about you, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch a sporting event when I you know get home from work. Maybe you know the better half will be in the living room watching TV, and if I want to catch the start of a basketball game, yeah, you know, I may do that for like fifteen or twenty minutes, and. Uh, you know, prop it up on something on the kitchen table while I'm grabbing dinner. But sometimes I'll do that. But for some reason, it's like I get better. Uh, I'll watch it on my iPhone instead of my iPad because actually my iPhone is newer than the iPad, so the screen is clear. It's smaller, but it's clearer. Yeah. Um, but you're right. After a while, you know, I, you want to <laughs> upgrade and get you, in the living room. You, you, want, <laughs> you know, there's one of the reasons that all of us have gone out and bought big screen TVs <laughs> because we like watching <laughs> it on a big screen. <laughs> I keep telling myself I got to do one of two things: I got to upgrade my iPad or upgrade my iPhone. One of the two. So. <laughs> <laughs> But now, I'm not really enamored with having it called a smart TV. I don't know if I want a device in there that's smarter than I am. I just, <laughs> still, when I have the security, I'm still smarter than the machine. Although I do have the cords and the wiring now where I can, I have an HDMI adapter in the back of the smart TV, and I'm able, uh, to, I'm able to plug that uh, yeah. into my iPhone, and I was able to watch the Penn State Lehigh wrestling match last weekend. I was able to do that. No, I can mirror of all people on the planet, I can actually mirror off my iPad. <laughs> You're right. I have Apple TV. Yes. Now, don't drive off the road there. Get back on the road. <laughs> hey, it's just, 
Hey, you over there, I'm, yeah, you on 192, I'm talking to you right now. Get back on the road, okay? Uh, now, I'll do this sometimes, for example, if I'm watching game tape, for example. Right. I'll, mir- I'll mirror off the iPad, put it on TV, watch it on the big screen. Part of the prep process so you can get a clearer yeah. view of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can do that. I think one time that I take an actual event and mirror it off the iPad and put it on TV because it wasn't on TV yet. Now, I realize that right now you have a lot of people from Turbotville all the way to Shemokin Dam, <laughs> to Sunbury, to Lewisburg, to Danville, that right now are in an absolute state of shock. Because <laughs> they know I have the, 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 technical, the technical capability of a gnat. <laughs> You're more tech savvy than you give yourself credit for. Just my way of sending the, the listenership into a state of shock. <laughs> But I can mirror. I can I can mirror, and it's at some point now. Now, do you what kind of TV do you have? I, uh, I have I, a. Somebody told me about getting a 4D TV. 4K. 4K. I mean. 4K. Yes. Uh, I 4K have a 4K TV. Yeah, I have a 4K. I've had it for about two years. It's a 50 inch uh, Vizio smart TV, a 4K. Hmm. Best picture you've ever seen, right? It's very sharp. Very impressed with the picture quality. Yes. So you can pick up all the Ravens' penalties. <laughs> There's, I, I picked up a lot of penalties that weren't called and were not called. Were called last night. That was just, uh, yeah. Walt Coleman's crew was just, uh, they were abysmal. That wasn't good. There were a lot of calls right. that went both ways, and there are some calls that should have been called that weren't called. Like Artie Burns. He took his helmet off. I was surprised they didn't catch that. He was still out in the field after a play. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Wrap it up here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There are a lot of places to get insurance coverage, but only one place in the Susquehanna Valley ready to put four generations of experience to work for you. Hi, I'm Adam Purdy. At Purdy Insurance, we take the time to talk with you and find the right coverage for your needs. Everyone's situation is unique, so our approach is to customize coverage to best protect you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance solutions you need, call, email, or stop in to see how our commitment to personal service can help protect what matters to you. Oh, look, a new suit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I couldn't help it. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Yeah, devices... uh, That'll be, I think, part of, not exclusively, but part of every new package in the 2020s of of viewing, where you're going to have uh, over the air, you'll still have cable and dish, of course, direct TV, whatever it may be. And you're going to have 
the ability to use devices. Now, notice ESPN is doing everything they can to tell you that they're streaming on, and they're staying ahead of what's going on. Part of what ESPN did, now you notice what they did. They used to charge for streaming. Remember that, Sean? Mm -hmm. They They don't charge for streaming anymore. They don't charge for streaming. You can pick up whatever you want on ESPN.com uh, now and watch it if you wish, because they understand it's not the way to go. And I give them credit for that. I give them a lot of credit for staying ahead of the market and being smart about it. Patriots announcer Bob Sochi on Thursday. We have Neil Kulong tomorrow, Nathan Davis on Wednesday, Bob Sochi on Thursday, and Washington Athletic Director Jennifer Cohen on Friday. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Auto, home, business, they carry it all. And they find you the best insurance for the right price. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.